Isn't Jesus amazing? Yeah. I want to say, community, our community church, you have got such an incredible future. I know there's been some, some kind of rocks and bumps along this road of, of merging, set free and, and uh, crossing point. But I, I feel like this is such a new day for you. It's just such an amazing facility, just such amazing worship. You've got such amazing gifts of God, of God's grace in your midst. And, uh, and you've got a world out there, Gold Coast, that need to see and hear and smell the fragrance of this most exalted king. And you've got it in you. And so I want to say it's an absolute delight for, uh, for us to do this today. So I want to just, for those that might be a bit of a new thing, what does it mean when we talk about ordaining or appointing or setting in, in place an elder in the life of the church? Um, Paul writes in Timothy, and he says this, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, the saying is trustworthy, if anyone aspires to the office of an overseer or an elder, he desires a noble task. And so we believe this, this position, and it's not a title, I'm sure you've heard me say that if you've been around me for any length of time, eldership or leadership or being an overseer. Just by the way, in Scripture, when you read the word overseer, which is the Greek word episkopos, which we get the word bishop from, the overseer is episkopos. That's the Greek word. It means to scope over. It means to look over, oversee all the affairs of the church. That's what an elder does. So the bishop, a shepherd or a pastor, and an elder aren't three different things. They're all the same thing. And uh, you can read that in the Bible. <laughs> you don't believe me? 1 Peter chapter 5, if you, if you really want to look. We don't have time to read there now. But it speaks about Peter, who is an apostle, but he said, I'm a fellow elder. I'm a presbuteros. That means someone who stands in front of or who leads or rules. He said, I'm, an, I'm a fellow elder. I'm an apostle, but I'm also an elder, probably in the Jerusalem church. And then he said, to the elders, to the presbyteros, he said, I shepherd the church, poimain, that means we get the word pastor. You're elders, but you also have to pastor. And then he said, looking over or scoping over, or being this episcopos, bishop, scoping over. So elder, pastor, and bishop are all the same. They're interchanged. It's the function of the leaders of the church. We call them elders. And it says here, if you desire this, something we should desire, there's something called a godly ambition, there's something called selfish ambition, but I think for those who, um, who have it in them, the call of God is on their life to be leaders in the church, not everyone, of course, will become an, an elder, a leader in the church, but it's a, it's a noble thing, it's a noble task, Ben, that you aspire to. And so an office means a duty or a trust that is undertaken by commission and by authority. That's what the office means. It means a post or a position that is performed or assigned to. It means fitted for a function. When we talk about the office of an elder, that's what Ben is going to step into this morning. In many ways, he's been functioning that way for a while already. We are just recognizing. That's what we're doing now. 
And that's what we call ordaining or the ordination. Titus chapter 1 and verse 5. Paul again writing to this a wonderful disciple of his called Titus. And he said, this is the reason I, Paul, left you, Titus, in Crete, so that you might put what remained in order and appoint. And that word there means to ordain, to place permanently, to designate elders in every town as I directed you. So there's the calling to be an elder. There's the desire to be an elder, a bishop. Or, an, or, or a pastor. It should be there. There is this ordination moment which is going to happen now. And we do believe it's, a, it's an apostolic function. Every time ordination or setting in place is mentioned in Scripture, it's done by an apostle or one of the delegated leaders like Titus is, who's working together uh, in an Ephesians 4 apostolic prophetic team. And part of what ordination does is I believe that there's an appointing that's going to happen tonight, today. Ben steps into the office of an elder. Of course, Jess is a one flesh ministry with him, and so her unique gifting and grace comes alongside to complement Ben. Ben isn't the full package. <laughs> I've got one amen. <clears throat> Most people think you are. He isn't the full package, but it's, it's Ben who steps into that office, we believe. We believe it's a designated uh, a, a office that is to be fulfilled and, and function from the man, the male side. But we do also believe in one flesh ministry. So for the 40 years that I've been, Shemaine and I have been in ministry, we've planted and led a number of churches. Shemaine has stood incredibly faithfully with me with her unique gifting and skill. She's been a mother to many in the life of the churches we've led and still oversee and look after. But we do believe that the office of an elder is designated by God for, for the husband of one wife. It says in, in, in Timothy. So won't you please come up, Ben and Jess. Ah, uh, yeah. Roll out the barrel. <laughs> this is an amazing moment. I've got a whole lot of stuff to say here, but I'm not going to say it. I reached around. Um, I mean, I'm happy to send it to you. <laughs> but it's... Uh, this is what the Holy Spirit says to you, Ben. And to you, Jess, lead yourselves. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock, over which this morning the Holy Spirit is making you an overseer. You see, we appoint, but he anoints. And that's why we lay hands on. We believe in the laying of hands on. So while you've qualified, we believe Paul's been involved in this process and others in, in making sure that Ben, in this, in this role with Jess, his wife, fulfill the role of an elder, 
It, Paul gives very clear specifics around what an elder should be, marriage in order, house in order, finances in order, etc., etc. Paul said, watch over yourselves and the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer, shepherd his church that he bought with his blood. What an incredible thing. What a responsibility. It seems impossible because none of you are perfect. Sorry to drop that on you this morning. <clears throat> I know the challenge. We've, we've, we've done this for many decades. But there's a grace that's going to come on Ben, especially Ben and Jess. And we trust there are going to be many other elders and deacons who are going to emerge in the life of this church in the future who are going to have Jesus so centered in their vision and their prayers and their planning. It's not how clever preaching. It's about Jesus being the center of our community. And others who are going to, who are going to qualify who will be appointed, and then we trust God for the anointing. To, this is a supernatural thing that God's, gonna, that God's placing into today. Lead yourselves, lead the flock, feed the flock, love the flock, tend the flock, protect the flock. This is all in the scriptures. And carry the flock in your hearts. And then for the church, or Ben, from you and Jess to the church, four things, our community. I'm asking on Ben's behalf. Number one, remember us. Hebrews 13, 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Would you remember them in prayer? Please don't criticize them. Remember them. They don't have to be doing this. Ben hasn't come into this position because of the salary or the office, or the car. He's taking on not only the, the mandate to lead himself and to leave his beautiful wife and the kids as God graces them with kids in the future. He's taking on the mandate to lead. <laughs> Does someone know something I don't know? <laughs> but this is, he's taking on the responsibility of leading you. That's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing privilege, but it's also in remember us, number one. Imitate us, number two. Imitate their faith. Hebrews 13, 7. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday and forever. Number three, obey us. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders. That means to have confidence in them. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Because it's his, you are his, not theirs, not ours. Those for whom Christ has died. Do this so that their work will be a joy. Would you do that? Would you make their life a joy? Next time we scarp, I want to see this Cheshire grin on Ben's face. Like, I didn't know it would be so easy. I've got the best people in that world. <laughs> Do that so their work will be a joy, not a burden. That would be of no benefit to you. And number four, pray for us. Hebrews 13, 18. Pray for us. I had this picture 
in worship in of a little framed photo. I'm sure many of you have seen it. And uh, I grew up going to church. I grew up knowing about God. I don't think I had crossed the line of faith, but I did know about God. And I had a picture on my wall which had a picture of a, of a young man, probably about your age, on a ship in the middle of a storm, it seems like. And behind him is this huge person of Jesus. And that's the picture I had this morning, just asking God what it is you're doing, what it is you're saying. So I, I, I'm going to try and <laughs> put my place very reverently in the pace of Jesus today. I feel like the Lord is saying to you, Ben, that he's placing you as the captain. Today, in a very real way, you get to hold the steering wheel. And I feel like the Lord's saying, steady as she goes. Steady as she goes. There's going to be storms, potentially, that are going to knock you off course. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be icebergs. There's going to be all kinds of things that potentially can come and and rock your world, rock your marriage, rock the church. But if you have this abiding sense today, as we lay hands on you and, uh, and both appoint you and trust God for the anointing, the Holy Spirit today is setting you into this office. And we're going to pray such great grace over Jess that she's able, she's going to carry so much of, not all, but so much of what you carry for the church. And you both are so young, full of vitality, I was saying to Mel earlier in the meeting, let the young men who've learned to overcome the enemy, I think that's part of why God's brought you through this time and this moment. Brad with Farah had led community uh, crossing points so well and Mel and Edith had led set free ministry so well in the past, but this is a new day. This is the young, we kind of the baton is being handed to you in this day and this hour. So I'm going to stand here, if you stay right where you are. This is the picture that I kind of had in worship. And please, for the moment, I'm going to represent Jesus. I'm not him. I hope I smell like him. I hope I leave an aroma and fragrance like him. But I want to pray for you. Paul, why don't you come? Brad, why don't you come? Malinidas, why don't you come? Jermaine, you're welcome to come once you finish videoing. <laughs> Steady as she goes, Ben. Father, this morning we thank you for this beautiful couple. Lord, they're a young couple. There's been a stepping up and a stepping out. They put their hands up. I know it's not been an easy walk thus far. I know it's not been easy for so many of, of uh, the situations. It's, been a, it's like the enemy has come to, to shake and, and rattle, to knock off course in some ways both of these churches. But Lord, here they are, still standing, united this morning. And today there's a new captain. Father, you today, we ask you as we lay hands upon Ben this morning, as there's an appointing 
of Ben to be the, the, the elder with his beautiful, beautiful wife, Jess, with all the grace and all the gifts and all the uniqueness that you've put inside of her, Lord, to stand alongside Ben in this amazing role in, as leaders in this church. Father, I want to pray for such exceptional grace right now, the anointing of God to be an overseer, the ability to scope over in a supernatural way like a shepherd would, Lord, to see the wolves, even the, the, the wolves in sheep's clothing, Lord, to see, to discern the doctrines, to be able to know as a shepherd to sniff out that whether there is uh, something wrong with the sheep, to know supernaturally where to lead them, where to feed them, which pastures to lead them into, where some of the dangers are. And so, Father, I want to pray today that amazing picture I saw during worship, the incredible confidence that would instill, certainly even as a young boy, I, I used to gaze at that photo and say, Jesus actually is the captain of the ship. And I'm the, I'm the kind of under shepherd. I'm the under captain, the vice captain. And Lord, I pray that Ben and Jess would know today, even as we appoint and we trust that you anoint them for this role and this task. God, I pray that he would forever know as my hand and Paul and Brad's and Melanie's hands are on, on this couple, Lord, may they know that your hand is upon them. Yes, Lord. Where this, it seems the storm and is, is striking or the winds are coming and the waves are, of, of adversity are coming, God, I pray that there would be such an assurance. Yes, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Thank you, Lord. This assurance that he is the captain. His hand is upon me to guide me to lead. I don't know which way to go, but Lord, you do. I can't see through the darkness. I can't see through the wind and the storm, but Lord, you can. You are above the storm and you're above the winds. Let him know when to, when to rebuke the winds. Let him know when to, to trim the sails. Let him know all of these things, when to drop anchor, Lord. You are the anchor of our souls. And so, Father, today we, we set Ben in the office of an elder. We thank you for Jess as she stands alongside him in this, this leadership role in, in this, our community church. And we bless you, my buddy. We bless you, Jess, in the name of Jesus. Look after his sheep. Look after his sheep. He loves them more than we could ever know. And he loves you. And he's put his trust in you to lead them and feed them well. We thank you for this today, Lord. We thank you for this today. Thank you, Father. You have something to pray? Mark has said it so well this morning, um, and I just want to give agreement to it that it may be established. One of the things I think you learn when you lead people is you can only lead people that want to follow. And... Leadership and fellowship is a partnership in Jesus Christ at the center. And these guys are going to need you as much as you need them. You need each other. And it's the grace of God flowing through all of you that will allow our community to become his community. That will be the fragrance of Jesus on the Gold Coast. And as an Aussie, I want to tell you, Australia needs Jesus more than ever before. And you together are his representatives, not just in the Gold Coast. What you do together with one heart and one mind, anointed by God, yeah. 
by the grace of God, changes a nation. It changes your home. It changes your workplace. There is a reality that you've entered into that is way beyond what you can presently see. But it is moving constantly in the unseen realm. And let it be a joy for everyone in this next season. Amen. Let the love of God just flow through you and say, we are in exciting times. Where we've been is not where we're going. We've been established in Christ and he is sure passage in the way forward. Amen. So we, we, on behalf of, I want to speak on behalf of the church, if you want to be in agreement with me there, we will support Ben and Jess um, to pray for them, to follow the direction that we believe God is going to be giving them under the anointing that he's placed them on. So I, I would like to pray on behalf of the church, if you want to just extend your hands towards him. But Father, we thank you that you've given us a couple like Ben and Jess, just to to step into a role that is one of incredible challenges, um, but yet an incredibly privileged role. We as a community, Lord, will, will honor them and respect them as individuals um, and as a couple. We respect the gift that's on both of their lives. Um, we do not put any unnecessary expectations on them to be someone that you're not calling them to be. We allow them to spend um, quality time, Lord, with you predominantly and then with each other because it's going to benefit us as a people. Um, we will pray for them. We will sow into them. We will hold them up in our prayers. We'll hold them up in our honor. We'll hold them up in our eyes. We will push into their backs as they move forward. We will never leave them standing alone out front. We will support them in every way possible. Lord, and we will, we will be here um, standing side by side to hold up their arms in moments where we can see that it is challenging. And we ask that you would give us as a community an anointing, Lord, to be a church that follows behind, um, behind them, not to push them down, Lord God, never to speak ill of them, but to only speak good things about who they are as a couple. And if we have issues, Lord, that we would take them before you. We wouldn't take them before each other. We would take them before you. Because more than likely, it's going to be an issue in our own heart that needs to be dealt with. We love Ben and Jess. And today, Lord God, we are delighted that you are putting this pattern in place. And we come into alignment with heaven's pattern and with the pattern of this kingdom. And we are excited about what that will manifest out in the future. As we as a church take new ground under you and under them as captains. In your name, amen. Yeah, I, I just endorse everything that Brad has said, and um, and you know we see more and more the the coming together of two churches uh, becoming one, and I, I truly believe that it a lot of that is because of the the oneness that you guys have stood for. Um, and your devoted heart towards seeing this thing flourish. And uh, so we are just there as well. And um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Amen.
Let's stand. It's, it's almost like a wedding ceremony. I want to present Mr. and Mrs. Radnidge. <laughs> and let's stand and just applaud what God has done in their lives. God bless you guys. I don't really have anything to say, but thank you. We, we've been very excited. Jess and I have been speaking about, about this. And, and when Paul was here last, we really felt that God is doing something here. He's doing something in this nation. And he's doing something in this city. And and we, just, we feel like God is, is giving us a a position to, to make something happen and to, to be a part of something that's also happening. We are starting to, to spur excitement within churches in this city and, and generate true unity, whatever that looks like. And we're just so excited that, that you guys have decided to stay on this journey with us and to, to start to take that ground, like Brad was saying. So we're going to honour you and the, the incredible support that you've given. And we're excited and, and we can't wait to see what God is going to do here. So... Yeah, that's all I have to say. Go and, go and buy a coffee. Pay lots for it. <laughs> Whatever you like. Um, the coffee machine is up and running. It is a cost now, but you get to decide how much you pay. We really want to give this church opportunity to start to step into something where we, we, can, we can live in that place of poverty or step into that and... and offer that chance to, to do something bigger. So all the money that's raised off the back of that will pay for all the food, milk and coffee and things. So you get to decide how much you pay. There's a box there for coins and there's a card. So make us not look like fools because there's a lot riding on it. 